0: It feels like just yesterday Los Angeles was lifting basketball's most coveted prize playing at Disney World. Since then, we have introduced a new class of professional basketball players through the draft and seen a few marquee names switch teams. Luckily for us sports fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is here to kick off the 2021 basketball season with a no-brainer for all customers new and existing. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a plus 75 point spread on the team of your choice on opening night that's right all you have to do is bet on any opening night game and if your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points you will double your money luckily no nba team is called the jets this saturday there will be an endless amount of action to get in on so don't wait head to the app store now Uh, DraftKings, it's safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code promo code DNVR when you sign up to get a plus 75-point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. This is for Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 Here we go. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I mean, that's good brokers podcast. That is my best announcer voice. Uh, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And basketball's coming back, so you might want to get in on that B-ball, dribble, dribble, dibble, dibble, DraftKings action. Use code DNVR when you sign up. They've got a, a crazy offer. I think they're giving... Um, They're giving you like a 75 point spread. So as long as the team you bet on doesn't (laughs) lose by 75 points, uh, you're gonna win. So you can check that out. Also, my personal coffee brand, benchwarmerbrew.com. Will finally got to taste the benchwarmer brew, uh, grinded up some beans with his parents. uh, And what was the overall consensus review?
1: Gave it to my parents. My roommate and I have been drinking it the last few days. Everybody loves it. Cool. We decided that we, we like that it's not bitter. It's, it's strong. It's a very rich flavor, but it's not bitter. And I yeah. I think uh, everybody appreciates that. You don't, you don't even really have to put like, – if you like milk or sugar in it,
0: you know, cool, but you don't even have to. That's the thing. No, it's good. Like, we found some good fucking beans – and I tried great. tons of different roasts, and I like I like bitter coffee. I like really dark coffee, but this medium roast was just the one that I liked the most. And uh, it remind it, it tasted similar to like a a coffee bean I'd been having earlier. So uh, that's why we landed on it. I'm glad we uh, got the parental approval, and your roommate even gave us a slogan. Um, yeah, what the fuck yeah, was it?
1: <clears throat> so the way he described it is he's a, like a big coffee drinker, probably oh, like he? eight to 10 to 15 cups a day, mm. really just addicted. It's killing him. But, um, he, so he needs something really, really strong in the morning or else he'll go through withdrawals. Um, so he drinks like his normal, really, really strong coffee, but to kind of just keep it going after that bench warmer. Nice. So it, it lives up to the name. It's not the starter. Um, but it can be his bench warmer nice. I think is what he said and That's then really yesterday yesterday I actually um, accidentally burnt my tongue on some of it because I was oh. I was so eager I poured it right out of the pot it had been sitting on the pot for a while and then I poured it into my mug and forgot that you know the coffee maker was still hot and just couldn't wait and dumped it in my mouth and, and gave my tongue severe burns and I spit it I spat the, the coffee all over the counter, and then I didn't want to waste any, so I licked it all up, and then it burned my tongue a second time. Ooh. Um, but, That's a good slogan.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> the coffee is so good, when you spit it out because it's too hot, you'll lick it back up. <laughs> yeah. Like the dirty
1: dog mind. you are. Fit that on a mug. So yeah, like I can feel I can still feel it on my tongue. I can't really taste anything very well, but it's worth it. So it's all right, and I'm not gonna sue you like McDonald's.
0: Yeah, um, you shouldn't because you brewed great, it. Yeah, you brewed so, the temperature. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kinda my that's kinda my fault. Yeah. Um so buy Benchwarmer, follow <laughs> Benchwarmer Brew on Twitter.
0: Oh yeah. It's, it's just I Will and I running that, that the Twitter account. So you,
1: Yeah, so if you like us then
0: I Uh, wish it was like big enough where it was some corporate uh, account that uh, a social media manager was running, but it's just Will and I uh, pointing out shit about backup players. Most of the time we'll evolve. We're finding our rhythm. Uh, Did you do the RG three tweet earlier today? I did. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty
1: good. See, he he posts like some weird cryptic kind of corny stuff He said, "Don't like trust anyone who smells like hidden motives or something." Yeah, I was like, "I don't know what hidden motives smell like. I know what Lamar Jackson smells like, but I don't know what hidden (laughs) motives smell like." And I was like, "Could we have like a hidden motives kind of brew?" And I was like, "No, let's let's do transparent motives. That's what, yeah, that's what we're about." So yeah, buy the fucking coffee and give it to everyone you know for Christmas and then uh, the game day too. So check out. Our weekly video on the game day. Oh, yeah. My other show, Odd
0: Man Sports, airing on the game day. Really, this podcast is just about promoting other work that uh, (laughs) Will and I are involved in. We're going to wrap it up in about a second here. Yeah. It's just uh, seven minutes of us telling you what shit you should be purchasing of ours. Um, We're going to talk about the Broncos today. I think – I just wanted to point out, Bench Warmer, the reason you see the RG3 tweets there is we follow lots of backups. So, we're going to make that, I think, our thing. Follow as many backups as you can. Uh, Trace McSorley came in for just a handful of snaps and then sprained his knee, and then Lamar Jackson took over for him. And I don't think we've really exploited that sort of Bench Warmer opportunity. But we award the Bench Warmer Player of the Week every week on our Best and Worst episode. This week we've got Denver at home against the red-hot Buffalo Billies. Um, probably my second overall favorite team in the NFL, I would say, the Bills. I um, yeah, that's fair. I like I like when they're playing well. Josh Allen is good. It's nice that he's been good, and we said he was good early. And there's a lot of people who just want to still shit on him for some reason, but we'll get into that a little bit. Garrett Bowles playing his Butt off Um, Justin Simmons, good guy award, third time winning. And let's start with Demarcus Walker here. Underrated defensive player lately for the Broncos. Kind of a guy that you've forgotten about. Uh, Was drafted back when Vance Joseph was the head coach. Second round, was supposed to be a big edge rusher, you know, for the Broncos. Kind of got lost in the roster. Like, I don't know. He just never got on the field for whatever reason. And now Mm -hmm. he's been forced on the field because of injuries. He has three and a half sacks in the last four games. He had a sack uh, against Carolina. I saw him tweet that he's been tested for steroids three times in the last month. So when players complain about those random drug tests, uh, because it's like a guy you don't expect to play well. as playing well, so he's getting tested randomly every week. But I thought, like, I was just trying to think of a guy on defense we should talk about, and he kind of felt like one of the players maybe worth acknowledging uh, because I thought he's played decent uh, recently.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. He's been – it's just like he's got his role, I think, at this point. No one expensive, expects him to start. Um, regularly and and pick up like 15 sacks a year or anything at this point but it kind of comes in and does what he does and has a few good plays uh, every so often and I was looking at the 2017 draft class and with Demarcus Walker playing you know pretty well it's looking better we thought it was just an abject disaster but if you (laughs) look look at it um, it's Garrett Bowles in the first round which has you know that's the perception of that pick is totally uh, 180'd this yeah. season and into just,
0: a pretty good pick. And it took one – it's one season that flipped the, the Garrett Bowles narrative. And, like, yeah. you don't see that very often. You know what I mean? Like, Right. Tackles, like that position, something it feels like they get better by year three. They're pretty good because they got a little bit better from their rookie to their sophomore season, but Bowles was like bad. And then it felt like he got worse. And then all of a sudden he's performing as like one of the best left tackles in the league.
1: Yeah. And And, you you make the investment to bring in Mike Munchak and it turns out it pays off. I think that's really paying dividends. Didn't happen overnight or anything. Uh, But you saw the, the impact I think last week against the Panthers is That offensive line, which had three new starters, uh, I think two guys that had never even started before uh, played pretty well, to be honest. I know they they missed the one blitz from Jeremy Chin, but uh, by and large, I was really, really pleased with how they did. And, you know, they got creative too, but you got to put that on on Mike Munchak a little bit. So you got Bowles and and Demarcus Walker, maybe not worth a second round pick, but um, salvaging some of that. And he was playing out of position, I think, his first two years, and that fucked him up a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um, Uh, I don't know if you can hear those fucking loud planes flying over my house, vibrating everything, but um, DeMarcus Walker's in his – let's see. Is this his his fourth fourth season? So his rookie contract will probably be up, right? So, like, that's a guy – that starting to play well at the right time where maybe it's worth the Broncos bringing him back now to keep like decent depth at that, at that position. So that's good for him. Maybe he gets, you know, a nice little deal out of the Broncos, but I'm sure there'll be other teams interested in him if he keeps playing well down the stretch. Uh, yeah. Mike Munchak, I think is a good point because right now if you look at the Steelers and the reason all of a sudden, they've lost two games. Uh, late, one to you know Washington. They shouldn't have lost that game. I, I know Washington's playing better; their defense playing really well. But Steelers can't lose that game. Losing to the Bills that makes sense. I think the Bills are a better team than the Steelers. But the Steelers can't run the ball. And uh, I think when you lose a coach as good as Mike Munchak, and they've had, uh, I think. Uh, uh, was it Ramon Foster who retired for them, I think, for Pittsburgh's line? But we're starting to see the uh, impact of Munchak in the running game. And we've talked about, like, the adjustment that the Broncos made on the line where they're pulling guards and getting, you know, blocks a little bit downfield that way that have sprung some of the bigger runs from, like, Melvin Gordon. so, yeah, I think his impact starting to, you know, be noticeable. Garrett Bowles' development in part is probably because of Mike Munchak. Mm-hmm. And so knowing, like, the patience is, is paying off there with the offensive line, it's uh, why you want to hopefully have that same kind of patience with Drew Locke. And we're, we're seeing yes. – At least we saw last week against Carolina with a bad defense. Drew Locke was able to play really well. Buffalo, I think, is a little bit different story coming up this weekend. But overall, I think it's just been kind of like this whole season has been about testing our, our patience. and It really has. What I'm a little bit thankful for is the Broncos got so hurt so early that I just was like, Mm, nothing nothing good's going to happen and then if mm-hmm. they were a playoff team right now and you lose three corners to torn ACLs over the last 2 weeks while your other corner gets suspended for the rest of the season and your best corner is hurt i was like thinking if the broncos were in a, the playoff race and that shit happened in their secondary I would be furious right now about bad luck and I don't care. Like it sucks that all those guys got hurt and it's not that I don't care that they got injured, but my expectations of like the team and the defense, I'm just like, whatever we've, we've already written it off. I don't think they're going to beat Buffalo because they are out so many, like they're not going to have Bryce Callahan back. Basie or Bassie's out. Tolliver who we didn't know who he was, Tore his ACL. Duke Dawson tears his ACL. Hell? Now, OJ Mudia is your <laughs> most experienced starter back there this week. So it's it's like I'm thankful that that because that would be devastating for me as a fan, being like, oh shit, we got to play Josh Allen, who's hot right now. Stephon Diggs, even hotter maybe right now. Cole Beasley, probably the most underrated, you know, slot receiver in the in the the league. Like they're probably going to get torched, and uh it's just because of unfortunate luck because five corners are down
1: <laughs> I mean, thank God for the you know they haven't lost knocking on wood right now. they haven't lost any safeties, really yeah, so you saw Simmons and Cream Jackson there, so that's a really, really good experience, plus you add will Parks, and I think he can play a little bit of slot corner. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to go against the Bills, but they have a really, really good receiving core. I think, not, not a ton really to write home about at tight end, but yeah, Cole no. Beasley's sneaky on on pace for a thousand yards. Stephon Diggs has a million catches. Gabriel Davis catches a touchdown just about every game.
0: Yeah, I'm, and we're Will and I are working on the prediction episode, and I'm glad you brought up uh, Gabe Davis because the last couple games I've watched, I'm like, oh, shit. They're getting this third receiver emerging. He's a rookie, right, Gabriel yeah. Davis? Yeah. like, it's turning into a great – it's probably going to be a great draft pick for the Bills because he's playing really well. He's catching touchdowns, and it just makes that offense harder to defend. And I even think Dawson Knox is just a little bit maybe underutilized. I agree. Uh, like, he's – I just think he's a solid tight end. Not, like, a great one, but maybe – like a a Heath Miller type if the That's
1: it's exa- exactly what I was gonna say for yeah, some reason. Perfect. Exactly what I was gonna say. Probably yeah, not, kind not of huge numbers, but yeah. like super tough guy.
0: Yeah, and I think as he develops maybe more chemistry with Josh Allen, he turns into that that guy that you, you target on third down. Third and short, I swear to God, it was like every time it was Heath Miller just getting yeah. that for Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Roethlisberger and maybe that's like what Dawson Knox turns into like you got Cole Beasley so if you have two options like that on third down that are your security blanket then your offense becomes even more difficult to defend
1: yeah I mean it, it's no wonder I mean a little bit why Josh Allen has improved so much and the most important part is like he's putting the time and worked on the mechanics and they went into that on Sunday night football time Um, but that's one reason he's gotten more accurate and they just invested in that receiving core over the period of two years whereas when he was a rookie he was thrown to nobody then last year you had Cole Beasley and and John Brown and this year you had Stephon Diggs and and Gabe Davis and yeah of course he's putting up big numbers
0: oh yeah I fucking forgot about John Brown
1: (laughs) yeah he's he's iffy for the game this week but it would really (laughs) really help the Broncos if he uh Did not play. If He took another week
0: off. Yeah, he's been on injured reserve. So he's been out for a month-ish, whatever, Ooh. however long that is. May, was it and This uh, game's on Saturday,
1: too, so it speeds up that whole process.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so John Brown being out is really why Gabriel Davis has been able to emerge as that third sort of threat. Uh, John yeah. Brown gets healthy for the Bills by the playoffs. That's, uh, that's a yeah. nice little boost for Buffalo. Did yeah, you see? top four,
1: as good a top four wide receiver list as, I yeah. don't know, put it up the, behind the Chiefs, ahead of like the, you know, Steelers,
0: Steelers maybe. Yeah. Did you see that Dominique Foxworth talking about Bills fans and Josh Allen? No. What did he say? Uh, Somebody tweeted it to me and he was like going off. Yeah. He was saying, like, he likes when Josh Allen plays bad because he basically doesn't like Bills fans. And he's uh, basically alluding to them being uh, probably the racist. racist and rednecky, which I think is true for you can find that in any fan base. Like, every Literally fan base can have a yeah. group of those people. Uh,
1: it seems no one, no one listening to this podcast though.
0: Right. No, everybody here. Very not racist. Um, but it seems like, uh, overall, like when I think of Buffalo Bills fans, that's not what really comes to mind (laughs) for me. Like they just, in, it seems more of a very sort of like, uh, Patriots. Yeah, you say, you talk about racist mm-hmm. fans, and you think of like the Patriots, um, probably Chiefs fans more. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah,
1: everybody but the Chiefs fans that listen to this show. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Again,
0: everyone here, but like, yeah. uh, and I mean, and that's like a really broad stroke to 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 paint you know fans with. So it it seems sort of sil- like it seemed like a weird thing to bring up about people who who like Josh Allen. Um, maybe, maybe those diehard Wyoming people. I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. It was just bizarre to me. Uh, cause when I think of like Bill's mafia, you just think of crazy people who like to get drunk and jump through tables yeah. and entertain us. It's like the, it feels uh, like the fan base people most gravitate to that. They, they like,
1: um, so right. they, they love football. They're, <laughs> they're super into it and go crazy. And they're, they seem like good people and they have all that. That heartbreak, so you're rooting for them. They had the four Super Bowls in a row. They haven't, you know, uh they went like fifty years without making it to the playoffs. They really haven't had a good quarterback since Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. Jim Kelly. Maybe, maybe a little bit of Doug Flutie here and there. Uh a little Drew Bledsoe, maybe, but Yeah. Yeah. He's the best quarterback since Jim Kelly, easily. So uh yeah, no, let him you know, let him enjoy. I'm enjoy their their great season and and great quarterback play for once and yeah no they they deserve it
0: yeah it's just a, it's such a weird take um, but yeah. maybe we do uh, our next video is the top ten most racist fan bases <laughs> oh uh, that's bound to go over well that way we really piss off the most people possible
1: yeah I'm gonna say the most racist fan base out there uh you know those LA Chargers fans (laughs) I don't (laughs) know just like pick the team that seems like totally normal
0: oh yeah if you're a Chargers fan um or you just want to stay abreast abreast of Chargers news check out Bolts Blitz on Twitter uh, we're going to have the guy, uh, John Na, who runs that Twitter account. Really good friend of mine. We're going to have him on, I think, Chargers Week. But make sure you follow his, uh, his Twitter account. He just started – he's tweeting uh, all just Bolt stuff, and I came up with the, the name Bolt Splits. He was running by a, a bunch of names for me in, uh, in our texts. Um, but John is like the reason I got into YouTube, like he got me my first job at maker studios, editing YouTube videos. Uh, and he's like a genuinely passionate chargers fan and you don't find a lot of those. So we'll have him on chargers week, uh, because he's got a, he's got a lot of complaints about the chargers. Uh, and he was like the one guy I could talk football with when I lived in LA that, Actually like when you're around a bunch of creative people not a lot of not a lot of football fans nope. really in LA. Not a lot of football fans in LA and you're working around a bunch of creative, like art driven sort of people, nobody gives a shit about football. So he was like the one dude, like we could talk about football for twenty minutes when we were well, when they were smoking cigarettes and whatever. I did not partake. Good for you. Yeah. Cigarettes are <laughs> Weren't my thing. Anyway. Coffee nails. Garrett Bowles, 481 snaps without giving up a sack. Uh, Most by any tackle this season. So, just got to show Bowles the love. Like, he's fucking earned it. And also, like, the one thing Drew Locke has done really well since entering the league is not take sacks.
1: Yeah. Which –
0: that's probably the most underrated part of his game. And if he can continue to not throw those interceptions and <laughs> what's funny is we, we saw this week where we saw Brett Ripon had been telling Drew Locke to take what the defense gives you, do the checkdowns. Then that got elaborated a, a little bit more that John Elway has told him the same thing. Uh, uh, Shula, is it Mike Shula? Is that,
1: yeah, Mike Shula.
0: Mike Shula's told it to him. Shermer's told it. – I'm sure everybody's told it to him. It was just last week was the first time he'd, he'd done it. So either Drew Locke's really stubborn and doesn't like to listen to anyone's advice, uh, or it just takes a while to, to adapt that into your long game. It a time to sink in. And he's playing a quarterback who used to do the exact same thing this week in Josh Allen. And I heard Chris Collinsworth say, Josh Allen's uh, yards per attempt are down – to, I don't know, like seven or eight. Uh, he's So he's playing like an NFL QB now where he's not just trying to take the deep shot every single time. And I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> that's what we've been saying. Like Drew Locke's biggest flaw is. And that's why, Josh Allen's why I have hope that Locke can be good next year. We got to see him do it again, you know, this week, next week, whatever. But um, it's, uh, I'm trying to, you know, be positive about it.
1: No, I think there's a lot of reason to be positive. And we've been using kind of Josh Allen as a model for a few weeks now on how we want to see Drew Locke kind of turn things around or just get better in general. And if you watch Josh Allen play and you ignore the numbers, he actually still misses a fair number of open passes. I'm, I'm thinking of a couple passes that he missed against the Steelers, especially early in that game. Um, and he'll he'll still have, like, one or two throws a game where you're like, what the fuck was that? And you kind of get that with Drew Locke, too. Like, he's trying to throw that little um, bubble screen against the Panthers to the, to the right side of the field. And he short-armed it, and, and the ball, like, bounced, like, two feet in front of Jerry Judy. You're like, what the hell was going on there? Uh, but these guys are, like, fairly similar in that way. And it's okay, though, when he misses um, – a deep pass here and there because it's not his bread and butter anymore. It's not, it's not like totally uh, boom boomer bust going deep because he's, he's figured out how to kind of take the the easy yards and move the chains rather than just like bomb it up and down the field. So you can get that with Drew Locke and then, you know, he gets a little more comfortable and then all of a sudden you see what happens is you pull the defense in and then you get single coverage with, one of the fastest receivers in the NFL, KJ Hamler, and bam, touchdown.
0: Yeah, twice. and one of those KJ Hamler touchdowns, Drew Locke gave him this like a signal that to go deep. So that's a good sign in that like Locke recognizing the opportunity was there and knowing he kind of called that shot is something you should be really excited about to, you know, seeing Drew Locke do. Um, and like, I mean – just the the production from KJ Hamler, but also thinking back, it's like, I'm a little bit excited about Troy Fumagalli as well. (laughs) Like he's to me a better option than uh, Nick Vanette in terms of, I think he's a little more athletically gifted. He's a little faster. And it's, and it's not like he's (laughs) like, my whole joke was about Fumagalli's blazing speed being an issue (laughs) for the Panthers defense. But if a guy like that, you can throw a short pass to, and he can turn it into a 30-yard gain. Like that's what good offenses do. There's like any guy can give you a big play uh, because you've got the talent at the positions, and you've got uh, a line and a group of guys who are blocking not just at the point of attack at the line of scrimmage, but downfield a little bit. It's it's like when the Ravens' offense is working really well. It's because their receivers are throwing great blocks late down the field. Uh, And Mm -hmm. it's – you know, I think we kind of saw a lot of guys play well on offense Sunday. And it it just – even when the Broncos won, it felt like maybe one or two guys were having a good game. But, you know, not everybody was sort of clicking. So, uh, I think that's like another thing – Looking back, that I feel <laughs> right. somewhat confident about. I, again, I don't think they're going to do it against Buffalo this weekend. But um, you know. I think, yeah,
1: no, it's it's actually interesting because when Noah Fant left that game with you know undisclosed illness, whatever it was,
0: yeah, three guys um, were sick.
1: Very bizarre. Probably I would you know the pizza most likely.
0: Yeah, that pizza, the dirty dirty. But
1: pizza. um. It's not like Nick Vanette slides up to take Noah Fant's targets and his roles and his routes. They took Fumagalli and basically put him in Noah Fant's position, and and Nick Vanette was still like the tight end number two blocker kind of guy. And they both like took their game up. But yeah, Troy Fumagalli worked well in that role, and I I was kind of wondering like, damn, if if only some of those passes had gone to uh, Noah Fant on. On Sunday, he probably scores and has, like, yeah. 80 yards yeah. or something. We probably Fugalli talking a nice job filling in.
0: Yeah, we'd be talking about a huge Noah Fant game. Uh, yep. Also, Nick Vanette, very open in the end zone on that – I think that was the first touchdown the Broncos scored. And if mm-hmm. you think back to earlier in the season, Drew Locke, uh throwing yes. a little high to Albert O and also Albert O dropping a touchdown – or the first game where he missed
1: Nick Vanette again on like yeah. almost that same play against the Titans. So
0: it's it's like uh, yeah. if all of those things dial in, this offense is close to where we thought it sh- could be. Um, and, again, it's like let's just – we basically got to wait till next year, but um, right. trying to be excited about these final three right, you can games. Get a, you can
1: get a little preview over the next three games.
0: Yeah. Not that uh, momentum will carry into the next season because I don't think that's real. But uh, if the Broncos play well, obviously that's nice. What else is nice? Ah, uh, oh. feels like just yesterday. Will that Los Angeles was lifting basketball's most coveted prize, the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Yep. Since then, we have introduced a new class of professional b-ball players through the draft and seen a few marquee names switch teams, like uh, LeBron James, LeBron. Giannis
1: and Kumpo.
0: Yeah, they definitely switch teams, and James Harden <laughs> decided to stay where he was at. Uh, luckily, yep. for he sports, was luckily for us, luckily for us sports fans, DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is here to kick off the 2021 basketball season with a no-brainer for all customers, uh, all new customers, and existing, actually. So all customers, if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Use code DNVR when you sign up to celebrate the return of basketball. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a 75-point spread on the team of your choice on opening night. That's right. All you have to do is bet on any opening night game. And if your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points, you will double your money. I don't know when the last time a team lost by 75 points, but that seems like a pretty safe bet to me. Also sounds like
1: a five point videos kind of.
0: Yeah. How many NBA teams have lost by 75 (laughs) points or more? Uh, You're welcome, Adam. Uh, DraftKings, safe, reliable, secure. Easy for you to deposit, withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get a 75-point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. you got to be 21 or older. It's for Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Don't call Will. Call 1-800-522-4700 because we'll don't give a shit. will nope. don't give a shit. I will encourage you to keep gambling. Yes. Until you lose your house. Yes. Uh huh. Did you hear, uh, did you, did you listen to the Tom Cruise rant today?
1: I did. Like I, I, I read the transcript. Oh yeah. Or I saw the quotes, but I, I didn't hear him say it or, or uh, yell it or whatever the hell happened. Um, that's how I'm
0: opening but, the prediction episode. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. My inner Tom Cruise. Who are you gonna yell at? Me? Like there's no Yell else? off off camera somewhere. Uh, yeah. It feels like it.
1: I'm just gonna say this. The when this happened to Christian Bale, however long ago that was, like ten years. The lighting
0: snafu. <laughs>
1: right, right. The, that yeah. was definitely like that happened. That was real because it made Christian Bale look bad. So clearly that was, um, you know, that was authentic. This one feels,
0: uh, Oh, you think it's like, you think it's to generate interest for mission impossible seven?
1: I think it's a false flag.
0: Wow. Yeah. Because
1: it's not like you, you get the names of the people who are goofing off and not wearing masks or whatever. So no one gets in trouble there. Uh, no one actually got fired. Uh, Tom Cruise gets to look like he cares and gives a shit and is, you know, cares about people in the industry, wow. which maybe he does, maybe doesn't. And yeah, people are like, whoa, they're making another Mission Impossible.
0: I didn't or, know that. Or that his rant was exactly two minutes and 20 seconds so it could fit on Twitter. Oh. Actually, I don't I don't know if it was exactly that. That's all I heard of it. Uh, I listened to it. Hey. And is it's, that the limit? Uh, What's that? 2.20? Is that the limit on Twitter? Two minutes and 20 seconds. That's as long as a a Twitter video can be. Unless you get like, uh, unless like you're a a really big account or some shit, I think they can get longer ones. Mm -hmm. But it it reminded, like listening to him rant, uh, like he's bringing up, I guess, you know, like fair points about being cautious and safe. Uh, It reminded me though of like when my dad would get mad sometimes. And they just, like, keep yelling, even though they've already clearly made their point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you can't no, we, lower your voice at that point. We get it. We get it. Uh, it's like it, I compared to my dad, like, ranting about politics or something. It's like, okay, dad, we <laughs> we understand. The, the, you've made your point with different words three different ways. It doesn't happen often. I'm not saying my dad has rage issues because uh, he's probably yeah. the only person who will actually listen to this podcast that uh, I'm related <laughs> to. Um but it, I was like, okay, Tom, now you're just you're it's it's over. You you got it. Keep going.
1: Yeah, we no, we yeah, we got the we got the audio. Don't worry, we're gonna put it on Twitter. You're gonna look
0: great. Everyone's gonna say sure you're a crazy Scientologist, but you take COVID seriously. So yeah. respect.
1: It's got the Napoleonic complex. Whatever. He's yep. tired of... Uh, I can relate
0: to that complex.
1: Wives and girlfriends looking taller than him and heels and all that shit. So... Yes. His feet are sore from having to wear those lifts all day. Those Costanza yeah. Timberlands. <laughs> I'll say on the subject of dads, and my dad doesn't rant about politics, although he's very interested and stays up all night watching Rachel Maddow. But... um. My dad has, like, just discovered, like, Twitter jokes and just basically humor on the internet and found, like, an, you know, he's getting into, like, office gifts and he'll show me, like, office gifts and jokes and, like, Michael Scott doing, like, the I declare Bankruptcy and, like, shit that I thought was unfunny five years ago. <laughs> and I just have to, like, pretend to laugh and smile every time. But it's – at some point I'm just going to take the phone and, and break it over my knee in the two and hand it back to him
0: yeah but uh that michael scott thing is still funny
1: <laughs> i'm not saying the office isn't funny the office is funny um no but the, I, I hear the what you
0: on the office I'm and just, like that the office gifs are so yeah. old <laughs> well gifs and memes are like if you're on the internet a lot those things they're fucking dead to me yeah impact like, font memes yeah, because I see so much of it. It's like I see the same fucking thing 10 times. And right. uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's really hard to find one that – it. I don't know. It's hard to just see him as humor almost. It's almost yeah. just like a uh, – I don't know, like a fucking stoplight. You just know it's going to be there. Right. You're either going to go past it or you're going to stop and be like – Oh, all right. That one's new to me. <laughs> but exactly. Yeah, it's, it's new to your dad, so he's he's living it up. I'm going to let him enjoy it. I'm going to let him yeah. enjoy it. I'm not going to
1: ruin his fun. But just know that on Twitter, like, if I click on your media tab and I see a bunch of, you know, office gifts and, like, Parks and Rec and
0: all that shit, I'm not going to follow you. I'm sorry. Mm. Two great shows, but uh... – Will has been ruined by their memes. One and a half great shows. Ooh. (laughs) What's the half?
1: I don't know. Uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. I'll say the Parks
0: are funny, but the Rec is not. Ooh. Parks and Rec's really weird last final season. Did not knock it. A weird last three seasons for The Office. Uh... mm. I like The Office up until season nine, and I think season eight's underrated. If you rewatch it, I feel like Robert California is pretty funny, and they did a good job with some of the characters. But anyway, that's a different podcast. The Broncos, Bills, play Saturday. That Saturday game snuck out of fucking nowhere. Um, Seriously. I don't need Saturday games in... i don't mind it i'm I'm gonna be honest i don't mind it that's because you don't don't have to shoot and edit a video about it saturday night will have
1: you know like a a wife to make happy and a baby to watch over so my saturdays are kind of yeah you're gonna be hanging out with
0: friends you got a little football on the tv you're drinking your fucking seltzer beers and Mm -hmm. uh life's good
1: yeah, no, I don't have to worry about it. So I say bring on all the Saturday football. I think the last time they played on Saturday, I, that was they played the Browns in 2018 and I went to that game. And that was shitty. And I'd rather just be home and watch it on oh, TV. <clears throat> that was the only,
0: that's the only Broncos game I've missed in like the last 10 years. Because my wife's holiday Christmas party was on that Browns game and we had to go to it. I still did a, I think I still did a recap somehow, but I remember it was.
1: Um, it was a close game, but not. Yeah. Necessarily a good game.
0: Was not a good one. Um, I was like, I'm terrible decision it.
1: making by Vance Joseph at the end, kicking a field goal instead of going for it
0: on like fourth and two. Yeah. Lame. You know what else is lame? Winning Go for the it. good guy award three times.
1: At what point, if you win the good guy award three times, shouldn't it just be one great guy award? Ooh, Justin Simmons,
0: officially great guy. He's. I'm calling it now. He, he's won the great guy award. Everybody knows you want to be a bad boy. Bad. It's the Darren Williams good guy award. Uh, Simmons, three out of four years gets it. I wanted to bring it up because uh, just another perplexing reason that he they didn't they didn't get his contract done. Uh, I know it's a mute point by now. Like, they can't even do it until the season's over or restart those discussions. Um, but um, did the, Bron- the Broncos give that award, right? Yes. So
1: that's – That's a team award.
0: You don't You don't give that award out, I think, if you don't intend on making it work with Justin Simmons. My point oh, is, I think they're going to get – a deal done that's called reading between the lines i'm usually not very good at it but this time pretty good
1: is there i was gonna say is there a tr- no trade clause under the franchise tag
0: mm, i don't know that's a i very... was gonna say because
1: if they're like trying to get rid of them then could just admit maybe they're like you know to put more effort into it at this point rather than like franchise tag him and then let him walk. They're like, they're hey. clear, that, here's the thing. They're clearly trying to, and people yell at them for like, not like they don't value him. That's not the case. They clearly think he's very good and want to resign him. It's just that they don't have like money. <laughs> they don't have cash. They're just, they're fucking house poor. Now they got to sell some oil and then, uh, get some, yeah, get a little more, uh, Cash to put in escrow and then they've got it in a duffel bag and throw it at Justin Simmons's face.
0: They've got, uh, see, the, the Broncos have this problem where they're either trying to pay a trust that is three people, so there's three salaries where a normal situation you might have one, they're like a team president or some shit. Right. Uh, and then if it's not them, it goes to the 37 bowling kids, and that's a lot of money <laughs> to divvy up. <laughs> so uh, that's true there
1: are 37 of them
0: there's a lot Um, what is there six five seven
1: too many honestly (laughs) that's
0: why if you're super rich don't have a lot of kids jesus
1: no because then they all fight
0: over uh your money and your power pat bowen likes unprotected sex too much um as yep. good as he was as an owner, he liked to do procreation too frequently. Loved
1: loved wearing the fur coat on the sideline, but
0: not on his dick. Not the not the Jimmy coat. Clearly. He liked the fur coat, not the Jimmy Coat. Nope. All right. Bill's Broncos. Obviously, our prediction episode will be going up uh maybe Thursday night if I'm no, it'll probably be Friday morning. Because uh, we're doing a Patreon <laughs> Zoom call on Thursday evening. We'll have some whiskey, shoot the shit with some patrons. But Bills, Broncos, let's just touch on this a little bit before we get out of here. I uh, it's, it's taken a while, but yeah, now I'm worried about the Bills passing game. Wasn't something you'd been too worried about before. <laughs> Defense, I feel like, has been a question mark all season long. Uh, but I think the Bills defense might be starting to play better at the right time. And I think uh, who's the corner who had the pick last week, the pick six for Buffalo. Uh, That was um, Teron Johnson. Teron Johnson. He's in the concussion protocol uh, on a short week. I don't know what his status will be, but there's a chance he might not play. So maybe – there's a little bit of an advantage there for the Broncos uh, in the passing game, but again, this Bills defense is a lot better than Carolina's, so um, that's why I don't think the yes. Broncos will win this game. Bills have more to lose if they do lose. So,
1: uh, yeah, they're they're at this point they're playing for could get the two seed in the yeah. AFC. Not the three. The difference between the two and the three seed means what it used to because you still got to play wild card round it's just you're looking at either playing damn who so if the bills grab the two seed and the Steelers get the three seed then right That's the now, difference
0: between right now playing the colts or the dolphins and if i'm the bills i would much rather play the yes, dolphins than the colts, colts or the right dolphins
1: now. you're exactly right um, Or the Browns? Yeah, you could get the Browns. Browns too. are the
0: fifth seed right now, but yeah, with another – Okay.
1: Right, so that, those are the teams that are going to get swapped. Maybe the Ravens and who knows, but definitely yeah. not the Raiders. If the Ravens come in, though, as that seventh seed, that's not a seventh seed team. Yeah, you... yeah maybe you don't want the two seed yeah. at that point. I think I'd rather take my chances with uh with the Browns.
0: Yeah, or, or even the Colts. Are, yeah. I mean, like, I think the Colts yeah. are an all-around, like, Colts are a good team, but it's like the Ravens, to me, if they get hot, are like the Titans last year. It's like just at the right time, they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. Uh, right. But, like, I, I don't know if, if they can be consistent just because they have an all-season. Anyway, um, give me one reason you think the Broncos can win this game. <laughs>
1: I think they run the ball well again and they keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands and Drew Locke plays efficiently again and doesn't turn the ball over. I think that's how you do it. And I think the way they lose is they just don't have any depth at corner and (laughs) and they get torched because you saw them kind of get torched at the end of the game there by Teddy Bridgewater and, yeah. yeah, you amplify that with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and those guys, and now you're kind of kind of in trouble.
0: Yeah, I would not uh, be pleased about trying to figure out a game plan this week for the defense as Fangio and Ed Donatello with corners that are your uh, – you say your third or fourth best corner, and then guys who are sixth, seventh, eighth on your depth chart coming up. Like that's that's just not yeah, fun. Yeah. So who's,
1: who's playing? Because they signed a guy off of Tampa's practice squad, but can't play until next week. So it's kind yeah, of a new think. point right now. So it's it's who it's uh it's OJ Moody and then Bosby and Bosby OJ Nate Harrison
0: or, is the other the guy. I think. That? Yeah. Who are these? Who are these people? I mean, maybe, I mean, I feel all right about Bosby, I guess, but. uh, Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just not ideal. And maybe the defense does what it's done all season, kind of plays better than you expect. But uh, I think the Bills win. Maybe get creative,
1: too. And Kareem Jackson, getting him some snaps at corner and Will Parks and
0: I I wrote this thing about like Kareem Jackson always tackling exactly the same way where he just like dives in like a (laughs) torpedo at somebody's legs and uh, like when I was watching the game it was like he started the game with the exact same tackle he started the second half with and when I went and edited edited it together I had to like double check to make sure I wasn't I didn't pull the exact same play. (laughs) Yeah. It was like a little swing dump off pass and he just can come in hits the dude's leg the, even the running back like rolled in the air the same way it's like wait did I just think he did that I was like no that's the same those are two different fucking plays it just looks identical but uh, if it works it works that's yeah big. to me he's really good at that and you see other guys try to do that shit all the time and just whiff <laughs> so <Right. laughs> However, he's learned to tackle that way. It's uh, it's cool because every time he does it, you're like that's a fucking good tackle, Kareem.
1: Yeah, no, and he's he's like small too, and just yeah. uses his body like a missile.
0: Favorite type you of need to, You need
1: one of those guys on every defense. Yeah. But you also want him to be passable in the you know in coverage. Yep. But not like Jonathan Abram. <laughs> no 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 no
0: no all right well you made it through the podcast that's good broncos good night and john elway torres never had an acl as a pro Fuck. good luck don't even <laughs> oh it feels like just yesterday los angeles was lifting basketball's most coveted prize playing at disney world Since then, we have introduced a new class of professional basketball players through the draft and seen a few marquee names switch teams. Luckily for us sports fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is here to kick off the 2021 basketball season with a no-brainer for all customers new and existing. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate, the return of Basketball DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a plus 75 point spread on the team of your choice on opening night. That's right, all you have to do is bet on any opening night game, and if your team doesn't lose (laughs) by more than 75 points, you will double your money. Luckily, no NBA team is called the Jets. This Saturday, there will be an endless amount of action to get in on, so don't wait. Head to the App Store now. Uh, DraftKings, it's safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code promo code DNVR when you sign up to get a plus 75-point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older. This is for Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700.